Hello, it's Two Guys One World Cup. I'm James Cook. And I'm Andy White. It's coming home. I'll put the kettle on. Post-quarterfinals. Yes, it is. With just three meaningful games to go in... Uh, you say they're meaningful. <laughs> 2018 World Cup. What, what do you mean? I, I was just being uh, needlessly provocative <laughs> at that point. Because uh, these, are, these are meaningful games. You know, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, is anything meaningful? No, nothing is meaningful. But it doesn't mean it can't be fun. You know, True. see also all human endeavour. Yes, I mean, it's. We it, should stop this now. Well, yes, we should. It's getting very depressing. <laughs> Bear in mind, you know, in a hundred years we'll all be dead. We might as well have a nice time while we're here. Okay then. So I'm going to say they're meaningful games. You, I will allow you to say that. Thank you. There we go. We've solved all the questions of philosophy <laughs> in about yeah. thirty seconds of banter. Problem solved. Uh, so the quarterfinals were at the weekend. Andy, did you see any of the quarterfinals? I did get snippets of the quarterfinals. I was looking after my son, and he's more interested in playing uh, Super Mario 64 than he is in in watching the football. So I was relying on getting snippets from my smartphone of of updates. Was this on Saturday afternoon? Yes, on Saturday afternoon. When England played Sweden? I predicted they would just scrape it, but they, they did better. Than just scraping. They dug right into it, I thought. And well, define scraping. What's scraping in your opinion? Is it penalties, do you mean by scraping? Or is it like a one-goal win? Is that scraping? That's a, that is scraping on the Andy White scale of scraping. It's, it's a, an internationally recognised... So yeah. two goals, two goals is, is world is, of difference. Is a world of, yes is 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 more than a scrape. That's a gouge. A gouge. Yes. What about three goals? What would that have been? That's full penetration. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily we never had to watch that. So yeah, England are in the in the semi-finals, Andy of, of a World Cup. Yes. This doesn't happen. Well, I believe it did happen in 1990. Yeah, it's happened twice. It happened in 1966, mm-hmm. which we may have mentioned, and it happened in 1990, and it doesn't happen. Even European Championships, I think we only got to the 1996 semi-final, or we might have got to one in late 60s, I can't remember, because I wasn't alive. You know, I've brought you into this podcast to try and give you a flavour of what the World Cup is like. Yes. This isn't what the World Cup's like. I'm gathering that, I'm gathering that. This is an outlier. It is, isn't as, it? As Malcolm Gladwell would say. But... Using anecdotes, another hundred or so pages. And then doing an advert for Panoply. When you're me, and you're a football fan... Yes. And you like the statistics and and things. Mm -hmm. So I was lying in bed on Sunday morning, the morning after the game before. Yes. And I was like, oh, England are in the semi-finals, it's been so long. We've kind of been resigned to the fact that getting to the quarterfinals for England Mm -hmm. is par. We've spoken about this before, about what would be expected yes and England oh you know they're a quarterfinal team you know they're not one of the greatest teams in the world but they're all right so they should be getting to quarterfinals I was just wondering I wonder how how many other countries have gotten to loads of semi-finals since England did in 1990 so I looked it up on the internet and then I, I made a tally chart 
on the uh, first bit of paper that came to hand. I'm looking is, at this piece of paper now, is, and it, it is he has done a proper tally chart. Yeah, it is the back of my vasectomy appointment letter, because that was the only piece of paper I had lying around, just, you know, for symbolism. <laughs> I've only done it for European teams, yeah. counting it for European Championships and World Cups. Yeah. How many semi-finals have teams got to? So England have got to one oh. since 1990, which was Euro 96. Yeah. And that puts them level with Denmark, Bulgaria, Croatia... Greece, Russia, and Wales. Right. right? They've all got to one right. since 14 major right. tournaments. When did Wales do it? They got to the European semi-final two years ago. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, and everyone thought they would qualify for this World Cup, but they didn't. Really? Yeah. Oh. Sweden, the Czech Republic, and Turkey have got to two. Spain got to three, but the thing is, every time Spain got to the semi-final, they then won the tournament. Oh, right. So they had a 100% semi-final success rate. Italy got to four, France and Portugal got to five, the Netherlands got to six, and Germany have been to nine semi-finals Blimey, since 1990. That is brilliant. So I'm looking at this list going, England should be getting to more semi-finals. You would think that's based on your usual metrics. Yeah. Would you not? We're a wealthy country, yeah. we're a footballing country, yes. big footballing culture. We should be getting to more semi-finals than once every 25 years or so. You would imagine that, yes. It should be once every three or four tournaments at least. Yes. Here I am trying to find a way to complain about the fact that England are in the semi-finals of the World Cup because I don't know how to react. Recently reading uh, the late Hans Rosling's book... Um, Who did he play for? The United Nations, mm-hmm. I believe. They, they, they didn't qualify this year. Worked for World Health Organization, United Nations. Who? <laughs> Oh. Acronym humour there for you guys. <laughs> oh my word! Well, very interesting book um, called Factualness. He wrote. Mm. First of all, one of the main things to come out of it, I remember, is the astonishing progress that has been made in reducing absolute poverty, i.e., people without access to fresh drinking water. Mm. And also, he points out this general statistical thing that a trend, statistically, is not the same as a law. Just because something has been a particular way for a long time doesn't mean it will persist. He was talking about his own country of Sweden, coincidentally, which was a very poor country back in the 19th century and is now one of the richest countries in the world that was able to afford for him to have free health care and free university education. So it may be that England's performance now is the start of something new. That Just because it's been mediocre up till now, things may have changed permanently. I don't know. Somebody who knows more about this sort of thing may have opinions on this matter. Or it might be a blip. It might be a blip. That's true. This is where I am with the World Cup now. I'm enjoying it immensely. Yeah. The games have been... When they haven't been of a high standard in terms of football, they've been dramatic. Yes. Most. And how I feel about England now is I'm fine. I'm fine with whatever happens now. It would be lovely to win the World Cup. Mm -hmm. There's four teams left. They've got a chance, but... Still, it's not a wonderful chance. I think Croatia are a very good team. 
I think France and or Belgium would beat England or Croatia. If they lost to Croatia, I think I'd be I'd be all right. If they got to the final and then lost the final, I think I'd be fine with that as well. But it's about what happens now, isn't it? I think you're right. Is this going to be the start of the trend or is, is this the blip? What has happened in the past at this point is that we've had an England team do reasonably well as a tournament. Right. And then those players, because they've done reasonably well at a tournament, become superstars. Uh-huh. Their attitude starts to change. They start to be seen as undroppable. So they will just persist with them because they are the players that got to that semi-final that time. Okay. Regardless of whether they are in form or not or whether other players have come along who might be better. At this point, there's a name, Emil Heskey, floating <laughs> into my mind. Well, yes and no. I mean, he's an he's a unusual case because Emil Heskey's great strength... Mm-hmm. was that he enabled Michael Owen to play well. Oh, right. Michael Owen always played better when Emil Heskey was in the team with him. You know, and it's a team game, so you pick the best team, regardless what, of... Why, why did that happen? They complemented each other's style of play. They seemed to play well together. In the 2000s, when Sven-Goran Eriksson was the manager, what he would do is he would pick the most famous players, and regardless of whether it made a team or not. In 2004, England had three midfielders... Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard and Paul Scholes right. who played in pretty much exactly the same position right. for their clubs. But rather than just picking one of them and saying, well, we only need one player in that position, yes. he picked all three of them, kind of said, right, Lampard and Gerrard, you share that position and Paul Scholes, go and play somewhere else but still be in the team. And it just made for an unbalanced team. They, was, they were all right, that team. Yes. Knocked out on penalties, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. But that's what has happened before. It's like, who are the most famous players? Put them in the team. Okay, so my worry is that that will start to happen again. We'll go through that cycle again. Now, it's interesting you should say that, because speaking as a layman, I always got the impression that Sven Goran Eriksson was considered to be an intelligent manager. Well, he had glasses. That's it. And that goes a long way to yeah. tricking football fans. That's right. Yeah. So he had glasses and also he was a foreigner who spoke English, yeah. which is always a sign that somebody yeah. is intelligent. We have subsequently realised that all foreigners speak English. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not because they're intelligent, uh, it's because our expectations are very low. Mm, that seems like a very stupid way of managing a team. just seems sort of indecisive and it was driven by fear the fear of what the fear of if I don't pick mm-hmm. all three of them and yes. we lose they will say it's because I didn't pick all three of them and what's been great about this team is that it hasn't been about who's the most famous because Wayne Rooney's still a footballer he's not in it no. Joe Hart was the most famous goalkeeper he's not in the squad okay. I think it's going to be different I hope it's going to be different yes please tell me it's going to be different it's going to be different thanks I know so on to the predictions mm-hmm. for the quarterfinals we both got three yay both got three out of four we both predicted France to beat Uruguay and they did Brazil Belgium I went with every available metric and went for Brazil and of course Belgium won yes they did very exciting game of football it was yes that was a, that was that was 2-1 could have been a gouge but ended up a scrape. Brazil pulled it back to a scrape uh, at the end. Both predicted England wins, and in the last game, you went for Russia, I went for Croatia, Mm. went to a penalty shootout, and Croatia won. So, yeah, we've done equally well as each other there, but on knockouts, you are winning 10-6. Okay, then. I can't now overtake that. (laughs) You have won at the predicting the knockouts game. Okay, then. I hope you're proud of yourself. I can't be proud of myself. 
for that. There was no skill involved. Are you saying there's no skill in picking who will win a game out of two teams? That we might as well just toss a coin? I'm not saying that there's no skill involved. I'm just saying I was lucky. Purely on probability. The semi-finals are this week. Tuesday and Wednesday night this week. Yes. It's only two games. One game a night. First one is on Tuesday night. It is France against Belgium. It is the local derby. Yes. What do you think is going to happen Mm. in that semi-final? France against Belgium. I have to say... I'm thinking of unbalance of... I say unbalance of probabilities. I don't know. Based on my what's going on in my guts at the moment, I would say France to win. So France to win. Will it be a scraping, a gouging, full I, penetration? I think it will be a scraping. I mean, obviously, the, 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 the French, they'd, they'd, they'd like the full penetration. <laughs> well, they always do. Yes, with, uh, with you know, some, some wine and... And Sasha Distel beforehand. Yeah. Wearing a stripy jumper. <laughs> riding around on a bicycle with onions around their neck. <laughs> but uh, the Belgians would come back with a bit of very passionate uh, Jacques Brel. I'm going for Belgium. Uh-huh. Uh, I was very impressed with how they took on Brazil uh-huh. and got in a lead and then held it. I see no reason for them uh, not to do that again against France. Okay. And like we were saying about having a balanced team... They brought in these two players, Fellaini and Chadley, yes. who they both play in the Premier League, and they're seen as essentially donkeys. <laughs> Fellaini's like a figure of fun. He's big, he's awkward looking, and he gets in the way, but he's very effective. And they brought him into the team of skillful players around him, and again, he enables the skillful players. So how, how does he do that? It's like he does all the dirty work, so they don't have to. When you say dirty work, you know, breaking up the opponent's play, winning the ball back, winning the headers, okay, getting in the way, being a nuisance, annoying okay. the other team. You know, he's a big what? gangly fella. What letting down tires? Essentially, <laughs> scrumping, scrumping, all of that Damn stuff. Damn you, lady! Running away with his golden delicious. <laughs> I think, yeah, Belgium will, will win. Okay. I think it will be close, though. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be some game. And Thierry Henry, mm-hmm. who used to play for France, yes. played for them when they won the World Cup in 1998 okay. and subsequently scored a lot of goals for them. He's currently the assistant manager of Belgium. Is he there? <laughs> yes. Ooh. So that'll be fun for him. <laughs> in the other semi-final, this is how blasé I've got yeah. when I was writing this down yeah. I wrote down the semi-finalists were Croatia and Russia <laughs> I'm like oh no it's England we are actually there mm-hmm. so it's Croatia versus England it's Wednesday night mm-hmm. now let, this may colour your judgement yes. the game is live on ITV oh right but see the thing is I'm thinking to myself no, this is the first World Cup I've really paid a lot of attention to and in order to get the full experience of it I should really go in with unrealistic expectations. Yeah, that's the English way. So so I'm going to predict an England win, and then England will win the World Cup. (laughs) Okay, all right. That's where I'm going with this. If we do a pod before the final, you may have to change that, but okay. All right, I'm glad you've got that confidence. Bring it home. I think Croatia will win because Croatia have got players who play for Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, Bayern Munich. We don't. I found out recently that uh, Bayern Munich have had a player in every World Cup final since 1982. 
Yes, I can quite believe that. Now, people will argue, hang on, wait a minute, James, they'll say, these imaginary people. Mm-hmm. Now, I've just made that. They'll say, hang on, we've got players who play for Liverpool, who are Champions League finalists. Oh. You know, Manchester City, who this incredible team, and Tottenham. You know, these are great European teams as well. And I'll say, yes, but there's a cachet mm-hmm. <laughs> attached to playing for those teams, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus and Bayern Munich because that means that these teams have come out and they've picked you and taken you. Modric, the Croatian midfielder, used to play for Tottenham. Then Real Madrid came along and he was off. We don't have any players that have done that. Even though they are probably knackered and they have scraped through the knockouts on penalties, I think Croatia's midfield will be all over our midfield and I think they will dominate the game and I think they will win. I don't think they'll win by much. I'm already imagining the sad montage to indie music that'll accompany the end credits to Wednesday night's ITV presentation. Okay, what what indie music in particular do you protect? Well, it's it's usually something by Embrace. It'll be that, or Dry Your Eyes, Mate, by the streets, or something. (laughs) Something like that. Slow motion montage of the England players being upset. But you know what? I'm fine. I'm fine if England lose. Croatia are a good team. If they can beat England, they deserve to be in the final. And that would mean I'm predicting a Croatia-Belgium final, which would mean there would be a brand new winner of the World Cup. Whereas you've gone for France-England. Just the same old hacks. Yep. That um, business I was seeing on Facebook of ambulance being held up in London. Yeah. By uh, England fans crowding the streets. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if that if the ambulance was actually parked or moving. It, or, or... it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It's an, it does. It wouldn't matter if it wasn't an ambulance. Mm-hmm. It's not their car. <laughs> Get off it. <laughs> yeah, we just we can't cope. Yes. To speak in generalisations, it's surprising how how little we can handle alcohol in this country. <laughs> bearing in mind how much alcohol gets drunk. Yes. We're men of a certain age. Yes. There are, there are people I know who are essentially functioning alcoholics. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them, and it's fine. Yeah. No one really minds or cares. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who were doing this stuff, you know, the, the people who were jumping on the beds in Ikea, I don't think they're hardcore, far-right, lunatic hooligan yobbos. No. I just think they were drunk, they got overexcited, they egged each other on, and it got out of hand. But still... Don't fucking do it. No. It makes me so angry. Yeah. Because it will come back as, oh, you see, here we go, look at what football's done. This is all football's fault. Yeah. And every ounce of my being wants to go, yeah, but it's not all football fans. No. But I acknowledge that people who say things like that are part of the problem as well. Right. Because we have to own this. We have to go, yes, this is, this is shit, and we need to do something about it. But what can we do? You stop people drinking? Stop people going out. No, no. I, I don't know what, what can be done. It just it took me back to um, Euro 96. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but at the time, I was working in a call centre as a telephone operator on the 10999 service, mm-hmm. and I was working on the evening that uh, Southgate lost that penalty. Yeah, missed that penalty. Missed that penalty. Yeah. He didn't lose it. <laughs> so, what, where's, like, where's it where's, gone? Uh, well, no. The moment after he lost, sorry, missed that penalty, that's it. We had 999 calls coming from all over 
England because of fights breaking out in pubs and then after that people going home and starting fights for hours and hours. Oh man, it's just awful isn't it? it? No one was expecting that level of activity at all after the match. Even the managers who were on duty were on the keyboards taking calls. No one could go for a tea break for hours. I remember even at one o'clock in the morning, I had somebody come through on the 999 service saying, I've been trying to ring 100 for hours to sort out my meaningless problem. Perhaps you could help me. Um, so I, I, I always think about things like that whenever there's a prospect of, uh, of England losing a game. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to blame the vast majority of football fans for it. It's just that it does seem as if there's a large number of people who get overexcited about this sort of thing and needlessly aggressive. But the advantage this time is that nobody knows anything about Croatia. <laughs> Let's go trash... Uh, um, what what do they make? <laughs> what cars? Shops? Let's go and attack a crow. <laughs> is that right? So that- Adrian Childs, he's half Croatian. <laughs> Let's find him. In fact, when I was trying to think of Croatia, the only... Person I could think of who was Croatian was a guy who was in ER. Oh, yeah, one of the doctors. One of the doctors, yeah. yeah. And I did notice one of my Scottish friends on Facebook has changed his profile picture to that guy from ER. This would be the comedian Mark Nelson. It would be the comedian Mark Nelson. He's been doing it for every every opponent of uh, (laughs) of England. Uh, Good good for him. He's supporting 31 out of 32 of the countries at the World Cup. (laughs) So I think the odds might be in your favour there, Mark, a little bit. He's having a lovely time, that's the main thing. I, I don't know why is there is this that culture around the game at all. It's got to hope that uh, future generations will react differently somehow. Yeah, good fucking luck. There's nothing else to do on this shitty island other than drink. Okay, so we're ending on that. There's nothing well, else to do on this shitty to, island. To be honest, I thought the podcast where England got to the World Cup semi-final would be more triumphalist. Than than this has been, but uh, England are going to win the World Cup. I tell you what, my dour pessimism has worked for us so far. Why change a winning formula? <laughs> England will crash out horrendously at the next opportunity. England will rise. England will beat Croatia. They will scrape through, but they will beat Croatia. It will be a dramatic game, possibly going to penalties, and we- England may win a second penalty shootout, and then. England will face France in the final of the World Cup and England will be triumphant. That's what I'm going with from now on. All right. If that happens, yes. you're never going to shut up about this. Are you? <laughs> right, we now have to record you saying every other one of the possible outcomes, okay? And we'll put okay. out the one that actually happens. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and downloading. Please share it around. Hope you've enjoyed this. I've been James Cook. And I've been Andy White. Ta-ra. Bye. Bye.